Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Today, it's Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha right here on I Work Ram. We're so glad you're tuning in. This is our fifth week as we talk about love and respect. And we're talking about, you know, Tuesdays we we dedicate towards talking about relationships. And as we talk about relationships, it's not just at home. It's also in the workplace. And the really cool thing is next week on Together on Tuesdays, we actually have the author and the president and founder of Love and Respect, Emerson Egerich, coming on the show to really give his perspective on all the stuff we've been talking about the last five weeks. Super duper excited about that. But Martha, before we get to talking about couples and chairs and the uh, uh, the rewarded cycle, the energizing cycle, rewarding cycle, uh, rewarded cycle, Let's talk about what's going on, you know, maybe February. Oh, just imagine that. February. Just think about it now. You're through the Christmas season. You're through Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. You've already cashed your New Year's resolutions. You're like, oh, it's too late to sign up for the Cruiser Way to a Better Marriage Retreat. We should have done that in September. Well, it's still September. It's not January. And you can sign up, can't they? They can still sign up. Yes, they can. You did know, that just freak you out what I just did? No, there? I was just thinking about one of our <laughs> favorite little movies, which is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And he always says, let me think about going back and remembering to leave the keys where I need them to be. You know, And we can't do that in real life. You just dated yourself. I know I did, but that's okay. It's one of the greatest movies ever. <laughs> we love it. 
And uh, so anyway, but instead of having to wish that you could go back in time and uh, register for something that you don't want to miss out on, now is a great time to do that. So they can go to our Facebook page and find the link or our website and find the link to go out and check out the details and um, see if it's something that they might want to register for. Our website is iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. You can click on the cruise tab. Hey, you know, on Tuesdays, together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha, we're always talking about relationship issues, as we always say. But let's just keep in mind why we learn about relationships, because life is really all about relationships, and it's ultimately about that ultimate relationship with your heavenly father made possible by what Christ did on the cross. And we're not talking about our marriage relationships, our relationships at work being more important than that. We're talking about as a result of you putting your faith and trust in what Christ did on the cross and making him the savior of your life, the Lord of your life, that you desire better relationships. Martha, you wanted to read something today. First, should we read the scripture verse? Sure, yes. Ephesians 5.33 says this, because maybe some people think we made this up. So again, I say, Paul's writing to the church in Ephesus. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. End of story. Simple. Right? One verse. And, and Emerson has created like a, a monstrous organization all about this because it's such a simple concept. Nobody gets it. Or, or we get it. And or, once you learn it, it's easy to remember. It resounds it, with it, so many it people. It just makes sense because that's how it we just were developed. Absolutely. So we were um, talking about this section in the book where we're going to get into the rewarded cycle in a little bit. But Emerson writes, I have concluded that we don't have a marriage crisis in the Christian community. We have a crisis of faith. The point is that we all have to come to grips with one question. Do I or do I not believe that Jesus himself said, the whole point is that you really don't can't do love and respect unless you do it unto Jesus Christ. And if you doubt the reality of Christ, if he is not truly Lord of your life, it won't work. So again, going back to that most important relationship and allowing um, to put Christ on the throne and allowing him to be the Lord of our life, then with his help, we can live in a in a relationship with love and respect. All right, so last week we started talking about, hey, here's some ways to express love to your spouse. Gentlemen, we, we talked about that. This week, ladies, it's for you. How can you show respect to your husbands and maybe to the men in the office? It, it is this concept. We're going to give you a, a, a an um, acronym, yes. CHAIRS. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but let's just bring this up, Martha. I mean, love and respect, not our original idea. You can find out lots about this, loveandrespect.com. But the reason we spent five weeks on this, we're going to have one more week on it, is because this concept alone can save your marriage. If your marriage is rocky, this right here can save it. Because Christ is at the center of all this, but this concept alone will help you understand misunderstandings, help you understand some of the tension, help you resolve the tension, and help you get focused back on what's your sin issue, what's your sin issue, let's work this out, and let's start loving and respecting each other. All right, so Martha, we're talking about love and respect, and it's because we are so passionate about this. We have seen marriages turn around because of this. We have, and to be able to, um, this is such a great book for a couple to read together, for one to read and then the other if they want to do it that way. Um, our books are both very well underlined. We've written in them when we've gone through it with a couple. I've, and... I've bought four copies of this book and had to re-underline them. 
<laughs> because I gave my away with lines on it. So let's talk about love and respect, Martha, and how we can build up marriages. Find out more about love and respect online at loveandrespect.com. And again, if you're wondering, do, do they pay you guys to promote this? No, this is just such a great program. We, I mean, I read books. Martha, how many books do I read? Um, boy, my goodness. All the time. We All have the time. a stack of books we're always reading. I'm always reading new books. And when I find a great book, they come on the air. And this is one of the ones that literally every married couple in the United States of America should and read. And beyond. Okay. Well, well, this is written in English. Well, there's a lot of English-speaking English people speaking around people the world. Read, yeah, that's, that's right. Actually, I would not doubt it if this has been translated into other um, languages. Can, I don't know. We'll I've never, I've never had a need to research that because I don't speak any other languages. But I would bet that it is available. It's not true. You speak Spanish. Well, but I would never read a book in Spanish because then I wouldn't know how to apply it. Got it. All right, Marza. So last week we talked about how a husband, some suggestive ways how a husband can be really effective in showing love to his wife. Mm -hmm. And the acronym was COUPLE. That's right. Although you have to remember what all those words stand for, but it does help No, they don't. They can just get the book. Talk to me how a, a husband can show his wife effectively how much he loves her. All right. The first one is C for closeness. Um, when he wants to uh, really show that she, he loves her, be face-to-face. Have that conversation face-to-face -to, -face to show that you're close. Right. Whereas a husband wants to be shoulder-to-shoulder, -shoulder, a wife wants to be face-to-face. -face. Yes. We're not going to get into all the comparisons right no, now. But why is that? Did you want to be face-to-face? -face? It all has to do with just the way God designed us. We want to see into the eyes. We want to see the body language. He's batting his eyelashes at me right now. <laughs> and um, But that's why things like Starbucks are so successful. Women love to go sit over a little table and look at each and other. it's a wicked small table. It is. A, you can't even put a piece of pie on that table. Well, that's why you eat your, your you know, yummies and talk and all of Get that. Crumbs but, everywhere. But it's face-to-face -face because like we absorb the whole experience. They're not exactly an organization that honors the Lord either. Okay, you're digressing. Okay, you said it's Starbucks. You're okay. right. I'm sorry. All right, so closeness. Coffee you, shop. Face-to-face, -face, any kind of coffee shop. Okay, mm -hmm. next one. That's C. For, you got to move faster than this. Okay, for closeness. O for openness. Um, when you aren't secretly mad at her, being open, because sometimes we uh, assume that you know, there's stuff going on that's not. So being really open and clear. Sharing what's going on in my heart. Mm -hmm. You want to know. Inquiring Save minds want to know. And we women are inquiring yes. minds. And keep in mind, men, you just have to save three, two or three hundred words for the end of the day. It's all you need. Just, just tell her what went on in your day. You don't have to have a thousand words left. She's got plenty left. She'll speak. We tend to assume that something's bothering you that we did. Okay, couple. Not know that. Closeness, openness understanding, empathizing with us as women, um, that really speaks love to us. Peacemaking. Peacemaking, resolving and reconciling. We are peacemakers. We love it when you help us with that. Okay. Loyalty. This is a big one. We talked about this, this a lot huge. last week. This has a lot. So really being committed to her and expressing that, making sure that she is confident in your loyalty. Not only expressing it, but demonstrating mm -hmm. it. Demonstrating it with your eyes, your ears, your heart, your mind. When she's talking to you, well, that's really more the closeness, but 
put away the paper, if you read it, your cell phone, whatever distractions your computer. But when you, loyalty, you know, when you're walking into a restaurant and you're holding your wife's hand, don't break your neck looking at some person walking the other direction that happened to catch your attention. You know, I just thought about loyalty, really, for a woman. We interpret how you spend your time as one's part of loyalty. You know, you were saying something about putting down the cell phone. It's not just the distraction, but it's, is that more important than me? So just got to throw that in Just there. so you know, I feel that sometimes at home. I know. That your cell phone is more important to you than you me. You know, I and I feel that too. And I think that that's a real danger. You feel that your cell phone's more important No, I feel like your cell phone's me. more important too. Oh, come on. I can walk away from my cell phone. If you do, you start to twitch in 30 seconds no, or less. No, I don't. I, have, I want everyone to know, and I've told this to you, I have... Actually, it's been causing me problems because I've been deliberately trying to leave it in the other room and walk away from it. And then walk you'll be away like, from you'll the be phone. Like, you'll be like, I had to call you on the home phone because you didn't answer. Yes, we What's still have a home on? phone. We're old people. We still have a home phone. Ace but, doesn't even know what a home phone is. Well, he probably Ace, has you have heard. a home phone? E.T. Says, says phone home. E.T. phone home. Okay, so okay. loyalty, esteem. Esteem. When you would treasure her above all else. That's right. What does that mean to you? Um, that you hold me in high regard. Sometimes that could be verbally to other people. We talked about that last week. And just really um, letting me know that I am important to you. All right, so that's all part of how a husband can really be effective in expressing love towards his wife. The acronym for that is COUPLE. If you want to call in and get a copy of Love and Respect for you and your spouse, call into the studio line, 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673. In fact, if you know people that are getting married, this, mm-hmm. next to the Five Love Language book and a couple's devotional Bible, this is the book we give away probably more than all the others because we know a lot of Christ followers, so they already have a Bible. We give this book away. In fact, we're talking about giving away as a wedding present on the way here. That's right. It is a powerful, powerful. You just got to get people to read it. And one of the things that you have to remember when you give somebody a book is that you don't know what the timing is going to be for them to be prompted. But you to can really... call them all the time and go, did you read my book yet? <laughs> well, you can annoy Did you read them. my book? I guess that's one of them. Did you those. read it yet? Yeah, you're just going to go on and on, aren't you? But the other option is to just really trust God that he prompts them at the right time, but they have that resource and that you pray that they'll go to it, even if it's later when you say, hey, do you still have that book that we gave you? You know, I would encourage you to read it. So maybe, in fact, there's some of you that we've already sent a copy of this book to and it's still sitting on your nightstand. Open it up. It takes 29 weeks to get through it with your spouse. Read it together. It is a great book to read together and discuss. All right, so for the wives trying to demonstrate or uh, help me out here, demonstrate respect. How can we show respect? How do we show respect mm-hmm. uh, to her husband? I've got an acronym for you. Chairs. Actually, Emerson has an acronym for well, all of us. Emerson is <laughs> because a really, it really goes He wrote both the book loveandrespect.com. Very good. But he, it really goes both ways. It's, it's not like, okay, this is your acronym you need to remember. You know, it resonates for you, and then it's for me to re- know so that I can make sure that I'm acknowledging the things that show you respect. Last week, I purposefully said to you, Jim, I really respect you. And you took it sarca- at sar- as it, well, was it was random. Sarcasm. It was random. But you know what? I was trying to practice it. I was trying to practice what we've been talking about. But what this is going to show you is ways to show that respect that should resonate with your husband. Show us respect through understanding our need for conquest, hierarchy, authority, 
sharing insight, relationships, and sexuality. Okay, so now if I want to really feel respected by you, Martha, there's several things I that I can suggest to you of ways to demonstrate that. We've got an acronym that Emerson Egerich has written for me uh, called CHAIRS. Yes. And it's just, I'm going to try to help you understand me better. Okay. Okay, CONQUEST. Appreciating my desire to provide and... Pre- nope, that's nope. the next one. To work and achieve. I like to work. God put it in me. I like to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it, it, it's... I really like to work. And there's a problem in there because sometimes I like to work too much. Right, but the part that he put in you specifically related to marriage is the fact that you feel the responsibility of that. And every man does. Mm-hmm. The men that went out, were out of work during the Great Recession or someday we may call the Second Depression in the United States, you know, is it's devastating to a man to be out of work because it is how it is something that is from our inner core. And we just need to know that you appreciate us going to work. I really appreciate that you go to work, honey. That's what you want me to. I, I do. I was giving you words. Say. Okay. You want to practice That's that? good. I really appreciate that you go to work. Thank you. And that you do it for the family. And Thank in you. our case, now empty nest family. Yeah, why is it all of our kids <laughs> moved all over the country? What was it we said? Maybe a yeah. listener can help us out there. Okay. So what about? Okay. So that's number one. C. Conquest. I just want to work. I want to eat. I want to eat food. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hierarchy. I'm not quite sure that's what it meant. Appreciating but. my desire to provide and protect. That's something that women just do not understand. No, but you have really done a good job over the years of explaining that to me. But I think as I look back that the reason that you've explained it to me is because I've struggled with understanding it. So at some point it resonated with you and you're like, Martha, I'm just trying to provide and protect you. And um, I don't it shouldn't be foreign to me, but um, I had I've had to really understand that sometimes you don't understand that you need to be protected because you just believe everybody's good that could be a and and i see i see an evil lurking person around every corner so i want to protect you and i need to love that about you and show you respect by allowing you to do that i know well even on the way here i was reading something out loud while we were driving and all of a sudden you put a really firm hand on my knee and i'm like what because some Somebody person behind the in wheel a of a truck heavy pulled equipment. in front of me and slammed on his brakes because that's what we do in Florida. Yes, we cut people off them. We hit our brakes. So even though I have my, sh- you know, seatbelt you on your and everything, you yeah, wanted but your to make neck sure isn't being held yes. back. You don't have a Hans device. No, that's a good thing. I think it would be uh, not very comfortable on a daily basis if we were in a Hans device. For those of drive. you that don't know NASCAR, that's how the drivers have to sit in their. That's how they keep their necks connected to their head. Yes. But right. anyway, so, so hierarchy, I like to provide and protect is what I do. I, I, and, and you know, ladies, if you ever want to know whether your husband loves you, just have a car come crashing at you. Your husband will jump in front of that car for you. It's just the way we are built. So one of the things that it says here that I think is really key for a woman to understand is to be very careful not to compare where you're at socioeconomically with other people um, in such a way. Well, You really shouldn't. We all need to learn about contentment. But comparing ourselves to others, especially in conversation to our husband, can come across as very nagging and very unappreciative, a.k.a. disrespectful. And if you've listened to some of our shows from the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics, we, we understand that we were all created with a different set of gifts, talents, and abilities. And some people are given 
a five talent bag of talents, and some people are given a three bag talent of talents, and some people are given a one bag. What are you doing with what you got? You're never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna be Bill Gates, just in case you're wondering. He's got hair still uh, and $74 billion. I'm never gonna be him. No, you're not. Nope. But um, knowing as a team that we are right where God wants us to be, and we're doing, as long as we're being obedient and doing our, our best to be obedient, to, for me to come up to you and say, Jim, you're just not making enough money. Boy, that's disrespectful. Which just hurts. Yeah. We're trying. I mean, and some, there's only enough hours in one day to work, you know, 18 or 19 hours and then without killing yourself. Yeah. So, but, so there All you right, go. So, so that's get a, a copy to... of this book. We're giving it away today. Mm-hmm. 877-943-9673. Love and respect. Loveandrespect.com. All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk about authority. This is something that our society as a whole has rejected, not as a whole, in large Hmm. part, has rejected the man's authority in his home. But let me just make it clear, gentlemen, before you get all big stinking head on it, love your wives, husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. If you would do that, she would respect your authority all of the time. No problems if you love your wife like Christ loved the church. And we're talking about, we've got an acronym going for ladies, how you can motivate, how you can motivate Love in your husband by showing him respect. We're giving you a couple of ideas. Understanding and appreciating his desire for conquest. His desire to work and achieve. Appreciating his desire to provide and protect. How about his appreciating his desire to serve and to lead? I think this is a huge one because of the fact that... You think it's a huge one. Okay, and well, they're all a huge one. Okay. But um, like you were starting to say, in our society, this whole idea of a man leading a woman has been kind of repelled against. And um, there's been a lot of pushback on that idea and the fact that a woman can do it on her own or whatever. And But God created our home to be led by the man. That does not mean the woman doesn't have a voice and there's not conversation. That's what makes a healthy marriage. But ultimately showing you the respect that you are the one in charge, especially when there's kids in the home, um, is really important to the to the dynamics and to, again, this energizing cycle. Well, and gentlemen, let me just make it clear from a guy. Yes, we're meant to lead our homes, and there are some ladies out there that are fairly hard to lead, uh, and it is, here's the deal. She's maybe hard to lead because you're not willing to really step out, and if you would love her, the way Christ loved the church, as the scriptures say, husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. She's not going to have a hard time following you. But you need to show that consistency in it. And, and really, honestly, that line in itself alone is the most powerful line in relationship between a husband and a wife. If we would just have 100 million husbands in the United States of America loving their wives like Christ loved the church— uh, we would solve marriage problems. We'd we solve would. a lot of things, I think. That would just be amazing. And, and we've got a caller. We've got a caller. Ken from Largo, welcome to I Work For Him. Hi, Ken. Well, hi, guys. First-time caller, long-time kind of listener. I try to listen, <laughs> but sometimes, as my wife points out, I need to listen better. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Love that. Hey, I, I asked you to call in, Ken, because you've gone through the Love and Respect book with your wife, Sue. And I really wanted people just to hear. Now, your marriage isn't perfect, is it? No. Okay. Did A lot closer than the other two. Yes, there you go. Fabulous. Be- before Christ, you... Before Christ. 
before Christ, you had been married a couple of times. And when you got married to Sue, you decided to invest in it. And I know that you went through love and respect. How has how has this concept impacted the way you and Sue relate to each other? Well, I guess in the beginning, the first thing that really struck us and and helped us to stay focused was the crazy cycle, because we would think about that when we started to get into it, and we would just look at each other, and, and one of us would have to say it, usually her. And uh, so it helped us to stop getting into that crazy cycle, because we had a lot of bad habits from from the first marriages that we needed to get past. Mm. And we can say a lot of things in that crazy cycle that we regret later and, and can be really hurtful. Yes, we can. So stopping that is good. <laughs> yes. But uh, I'd say more after we got past that, one of the, the most impactful things that still affects us is the actual thought of love and respect, that I'm supposed to love her and she's supposed to respect me and we're not supposed to expect the other one to do what we think we're supposed to do for them. So knowing that I'm supposed to love her and not just show her respect or, or treat her like a business partner or or like another guy friend that she has different expectations, that's that's helped a lot for us and continues to help. You know, one of the way you demonstrate and you shared this with me one time on on how you're not you've got a very unusual situation in that your wife loves to fish. <laughs> Yes, my wife and all the women in my life are fisher women. And you're not much of a fisher guy. I like going to the grocery store and fishing from behind the glass counter. That's <laughs> my kind of uh, it's still providing and protecting, but just slightly without all of the grunting. All right, but but you many years ago built your wife a boat. You kind of got this old boat and kind of fixed it up so that you could take her fishing in one way to really show how much you loved her. How did that work out for you? Uh, that pays dividends for sure, and we've got to a nice routine where. We go out, and I lay up at the front of the boat and drive the boat around with the remote control um, trolling motor while she fishes all day, and I just fix the snags. She's happy as a bug, and I don't have to fish, so it all works out well. So tell, just tell the audience, Ken, why you recommend that this is a book that married couples should read together. I think a lot of it has to do with, because of its biblical base, and there's a lot of biblical bases, but to present it to where it's actually the guy's not always wrong. There's so many things out there where the guy's the one getting beat up all the time. Mm-hmm. And this one brings us both into account. Plus, it just has a lot of good ideas. Just just the title, like I mentioned before, thinking that way and understanding that the crazy cycle affects us. And, and there's so many different things that are in the book that just help you to think about, well, in my case, think before opening my mouth sometimes the whole quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry thing oh yeah that's god is working on me in patience that's for sure it's an amazing an amazing journey ken thanks so much for calling in and sharing your testimony i know that i wanted people to hear your perspective and you shared it so well because this is a powerful book ken thanks for calling in thank you guys all right so we're going back to authority so just recognizing that a man was built to lead now Gentlemen, it's also there's we are supposed to lead like Christ leads, not with an iron fist. And there's a lot of examples in the history of humankind where husbands have treated their wives more like slaves. That is not what the scriptures are talking about. Moving on to insight. Recognize that I uh, would love for you to appreciate my insight and counsel. 
Now, here, let's just, we talked about this a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you want to share things because that's part of how I can, when I'm looking you face to face and you're sharing things, but sometimes you want to share things and you don't want me to solve your problem. Yeah, and that's kind of difficult for a because guy. Because I want to solve your problem. You do, you're fixing. Because that's the way God designed me. Yeah. Provide, protect, fix. So this is saying that sometimes it is important for me to acknowledge that you do have good insight and good counsel. And one of the things sometimes. that... Well, yes, we all we all have sometimes jaded perspectives because of where we've come I from. I never have a jaded perspective. <laughs> I cannot believe you said oh, that on the air. Hey, Jim, one of the things we talk about in marriage mentoring is that we never say never. I and never, never ever say, say always, always or always never. Always and never because there's that's not the case. But in this area, I can show you great respect. By saying, Jim, I really would like your advice on this situation. I want, is there something I'm missing? Um, can you give me a perspective that will help me to solve this problem? And when what she do you says that, that to I me, it makes me feel very good. Because I love to help. I yes, really do. Yes, you do. You are a helper. All right. So conquest, hierarchy, uh, appreciate my desire to work and achieve, provide and protect, serve and lead. Appreciating my insight and counsel. Wait, before you go on. Wait. There's more. We're running out of time. Oh, but I have so much to share. I just want to say to the women out there that are very strong, that have been leading their home, I'm going to go back to the authority thing. Oh. It is okay for you to hand the baton to your husband and ask for forgiveness. To say, honey, I've been leading this family and I've realized, I've come to learn that this is wrong. And I want to give you the authority back in our marriage and in our home. That is powerful for a man, because maybe the man wants it, but doesn't know how to get it back because it's a, it's a fight for personality strengths. And um, we've worked with a lot of couples where the wife is very strong in the leadership area. And, well, and a lot, but a lot of times we've seen that because the wife is sick and tired of waiting for her husband to lead. Yes. He comes home from work and he sits his big fat butt on the couch. And Sorry. she's and she's and, really and capable, just, so she's taking it over. Right. But I'm just saying, woman, women, take a look at yourself. Hand back that authority to your husband if that is something that you have taken away from him. And with that, you're showing we're, great respect. And we're talking to biblically-centered marriages, but gentlemen, yes. stand up and lead. Your wife's been working all day, too. I mean, let's go home. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Marriage is not only possible, to, it is also in, incredible. Don't miss the opportunity there. Don't miss the opportunity to have an awesome marriage. You know, one of the things that's really important, we talked about women love conversation and relationship face-to-face. Gentlemen like to share shoulder-to-shoulder. Appreciating my desire to have a shoulder-to-shoulder friendship. One of the things that we learned through this one is that I never had been able to verbalize this to Martha, but I like it when she just hangs out. It doesn't matter if I'm waxing the car or I'm doing some project. I like Martha just to be there. Now for Martha, hardest thing in the world yeah. for me to do. It's like tying down the Energizer Bunny, who's got radioactive <laughs> batteries. She does not like to sit down, and uh, but she's learned that sometimes she just needs to come down and be beside me, and shoulder to shoulder. Watch and, you put the windshield washer fluid in the car, and or whatever maybe, or watch yeah. TV with me without ironing, doing dishes, whatever. Just sit out doing laundry. Just sit and. Sit by me. Well, for the record, my toenails are still unpolished because the other night we were we I sat next to him How on the embarrassing. couch on the air. You just talked about that. I said, you know, we're going really to post pictures of that. Those, I really need to paint my toenails, and uh, 
I continued and what to did sit I say? there. You said, I said, oh, you just you've, sat already, down. you've already had enough time with me on the couch? Been 30 so seconds. I continued to just sit All right, sit so there. relationship. Understanding my need for relationship. But I will tell you, it is much easier for me to share from my heart shoulder to shoulder with Martha than looking in her eyes. I can be very transparent, but it's much easier for some reason when I'm looking in her eyes, I get distracted because she's just beautiful. So okay, that, that brings so us that, to the last point: appreciating a man's desire for sexuality. We're not we're, we're going to keep the show PG, but ladies, understand, it is a major driving desire in every man. That's the way God built us. Do not criticize his desire; embrace it. It's part of it's part of just how we're built. Don't criticize the fact that that's on his mind all the time. It just is part of how we're built. Now, gentlemen, we also need to be loving in it. But it's just find the happy medium, but don't criticize the way. I mean, when you say, wow, is that all you ever think about? It's very disrespectful. It is. And God created us that way. So you're talking about your creator. You're saying he made a mistake. All right. We need to move. So that's chairs. Appreciate my desire to work and achieve, provide and protect, to serve and lead. We'll post this stuff on Facebook tonight. Appreciate my my desire to provide insight and counsel, to have a shoulder-to-shoulder relationship, and my desire for sexuality. That's chairs. Now, I want to talk about the rewarded cycle, because this is really, when it all comes to the bottom line, unconditional love and unconditional respect. You've got 30 seconds. Go, baby. Where am I going? So, just explain it. Unconditional? Well, the rewarded cycle. So, regardless of whether... I am getting love from, feeling love from you. You're showing me love. I need to respect you. So regardless of whether I'm showing you love or not, you can't say, well, if he just show me love, then I'd be more respectful. No, 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 that, that's not Christ-like. No. We're, we're provided unconditional love from our Heavenly Fathers. He expects us to show unconditional love to our spouses, our, our wives, and wives to show unconditional respect to your husbands, even when he doesn't deserve it. So regardless of the respect that I show you, you're going to show me love and vice versa. That's right. That's called the Rewarded Cycle right there on Love and Respect. I want to thank you for tuning in. We're talking about love and respect as it relates to our relationships in our homes and in our office. We haven't talked much about the office today, but it's just, if you really think about the bottom line, providing unconditional love and unconditional respect, because we work with people that are sometimes unloving and unlovely even, and sometimes they're, uh, they're maybe don't deserve respect. They're, they're unrespectable, but Christ calls us to Love people who are unlovable and respect people who are unrespectable. I just wanted to read the difference between successful couples and unsuccessful couples is that the successful ones keep getting up and keep dealing with the issues. Unsuccessful couples want it easy. They want it now. They want their needs to be met. They don't want conflict. They just want everything to be happy. This approach is the epitome of immaturity. Or you could call it stupid. Marriage takes work. This is work. And really, reason this takes work is because it, it's putting aside yourself. I mean, it's this is becoming selfless in marriage. But two selfless people in marriage make a marriage awesome. Awesome marriages are possible. In the ultimate sense, your marriage has nothing to do with your spouse, says Emerson Egerich. It has everything to do with your relationship to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Because if you are learning to unconditionally love your wife and unconditionally respect your husband— your marriage is never going to be the same again. It's going to be like it's never been before. In a good way. In an awesome way. In a strong way. Find out more about Love and Respect online at loveandrespect.com. 
loveandrespect.com. Next week, Emerson Egrich, he will be joining us. It will be an awesome conversation. Hey, thanks for tuning in today on I Work For Him Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha. Thanks to our show sponsors, mostins.com, belairwealthmanagement.com, crown.edu forward slash radio. When you get home today, would you consider going out to iworkforhim.com and signing up for the I Work For Him Nation? Talk about applying what we learned today. How about start by unconditionally loving the people you work with by praying for them by name each and every day? Go on to iworkforhim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. And if you got time, slide out to Facebook and like us on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. What'd you learn today to help us take the city for Christ? You know, we learned today that our faith can impact our marriages, our marriages on how we love and respect each other. You know, we talked today that, you know, if you want to solve the problems of marriages crumbling in America and children who live in hopelessness, you need to show unconditional love to your wives, unconditional respect to your husbands. What a great opportunity it is to show the love of Christ within your marriage. And gentlemen, the call is out to you today to start this by loving those wives like Christ loved the church. Love your wife like Christ loved the church. We need to recognize not only is there an epic battle in our workplaces for the souls of our coworkers and employees, there's an epic battle in your home for the souls of your children. And one way that the enemy conquers the souls of your children is by destroying your marriage. Get a copy of Love and Respect and start working on it tonight. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers and we own our own business, but ultimately, I work for him. him.